This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to Who Stop Podcasts. I'm Freya and I'm here with Joe. Hello. Christian. Morning. And Joseph. Good evening. And today we have a special podcast discussing a new episode for once with the Halloween apocalypse. And if I sit here and try to summarise everything that happens, we'll take the entire runtime of the podcast pretty much. So I'm just going to not. A lot happens, but not much actually happens. Yeah, Yeah, that's what makes it so hard to describe. Like if you were trying to say, does this have a solid plot? I mean, Um, oh, yes, big spoiler warning. But if I was to sum it up in one sentence, I would say dog people try to save Earth from universe doom and just leave it at that. I Okay, so in terms of spoiler warnings, obviously goes without saying spoiler warning for this episode. However, uh, I will say potentially audio drama spoiler warning due to a comparison I'll make later. And also, I may make speculation based on marketing material that some people may not have seen yet. So potential spoiler warning in that too. Uh, mm. Can't guarantee how much of it is just stuff I picked up spoilery or not but just just in case uh, yeah I think that pretty much covers anything that people could get mad at us for yeah I, I hope so uh, <laughs> I don't hold myself responsible for what I'm about to say or do um, please okay. don't yell at us <laughs> point please. number one uh, this is the first Halloween special of Doctor Who ever yes Halloween I'm so special. excited I've been saying since I was like really little that this should be a thing because it lends itself so well i mean even if it's just like a basic monster of the week type thing with some kind of big green thing like Like halloween type special would be like just Mm. the coolest thing and the only other doctor who episodes of new who i think to air on halloween was the zygon invasion i was looking at the other day because Mm. it's actually my birthday so (laughs) halloween so um Mm. Yeah, it's I actually think, really cool to finally have a Halloween theme. I think it may also have the benefit of kind of knowing that this would be airing around Halloween, like they're having the ability of foresight to know when they're aiming to air this for. Mm-hmm. Whereas with probably series nine, they were working on some broader um, mm-hmm. margins by the BBC, so they couldn't be like, okay, we're going to make this specifically Halloween thing. Yeah, RTD never had the opportunity because series one to four always aired at the start of the year from April onwards. So we never had the opportunity then either. Yeah, and I think some of Moffat's ended up being in summer, I vaguely remember. So, Mm. um, yeah, again, not really much scope for it, which is kind of annoying because it it would work so well. Actually, I liked the Halloween bits. A couple were a bit Mm. on the nose, but it was fine. That's okay. It was fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's Halloween. I will note, and not to be a Deborah Downer, but I'm going to be a Deborah Downer for quite some time this podcast. Oh, Debbie. Um, (laughs) uh, No, I'm a Deborah Downer. Um, uh, The one main logistical flaw with our episode that airs Halloween night is that Halloween night is when people go out trick-or-treating. Except but we're nerds. No, 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 no. You <laughs> say indoors. that. You say that. We had a 36-person turnout in the We did, theater. which was great. Do- um, Doctor Who is above Halloween, and I say that as someone literally born on Halloween. Like, I get like, what you I mean, put Doctor I Who above all. It. Okay. I actually think, I mean, at least with our representation of one sample size, with students, you'd expect people to go out, but like people went out after. I with a self selecting okay. sample size. I think the, but yes. the kids will be going out earlier in the day. 
Uh, mm. So they may miss it that way, but our group at least had a massive turnout. Yeah, no, that's true. We had a great turnout. Uh, uh, and we still I, had time to get drunk and play pool. I'm not ever going wonderful. to get over um, the lecture theatre and probably hearing that bass in the opening intro. Oh, <laughs> it's, oh, it's gorgeous. Oh. I have to say it's one of my favourite themes and it always it will be. I it's love it. just like, beautiful. It's just brilliant and I wish there was an extended version, not the mm. short and down version that we have. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. extension of that. We'll, we'll get one one day, fingers crossed. Hopefully. Like, uh, oh, we, oh, we said that about the Series 10 soundtrack, though, didn't we? <laughs> like, oh, we, can, we, can trash, we can trash a lot of the creative decisions for this era, but the, the theme and the actual title sequences are fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely true. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, all the colours makes me very happy. Uh, now, um, we also have Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan the man. <laughs> I'm so glad that hasn't been Dan said the yet. man with a pan. <laughs> Panda Dan is what I've tried to find puns for. Yeah. Oh, the Panda plasterer Dan. that has done no plastering in his first episode. Not only yes. has he done none, it wasn't even mentioned. It, it was not mentioned at all. It's Dan. like the main promo for Dan. It's like, oh, he's from Liverpool. He's a plasterer. Uh, and then we get him doing like everything but I'm, okay. volunteering at food banks and becoming a tour guide in a place he's a not A fake tour guide. guide. <laughs> I can't, okay, I'm kind of torn between like discussing our thoughts on him or dropping what I have ready here but I'll drop what I have ready here so I said this to Freya earlier in the week specifically to Freya in a while because the breakdown chat is a great chat chat for spoilers um just not saying that this is definitely going to happen but I'll throw this out there anyway um here is the quote Dan pre-Hartnell master plan Fred um he has been introduced as wanting to help people and wanting to make people very happy and being very happy to help people he wants to be a tour guide and Ruth was a tour guide he was immune to the Calvinistas mind tricks with no explanation he has a mate with a bigger console room than 30s Tardis which could be a throwaway joke or something bigger and then the swarm is interested in Dan for some reason oh my god get wait, the tinfoil hats out no 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 I mean wait when was swarm interested in Dan first I oh I guess they girlfriend. kidnapped his girlfriend yeah yep. that's a good point uh-huh. uh, oh my god no you oh my god if there's if, something I mean, more with that guy I'm going to absolutely lose it honestly he's currently just like a museum cryptid that turns up and says I, things at people I mean the tour guide point are you suggesting all tour guides are pre-Hartnell doctors I, no no I'm just reading off the list of potential happens doesn't that happen to be coincidence so far but the immunity to Calvinist as my tricks could come back later that uh, could that is interesting it I was a fun point that. you are right it could come back later i'm not saying i believe this theory i'm just putting it out there as something i'm gonna flag up now i really 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 <laughs> hope it's not true because oh my god that would like, the w- best way to take away companion agency is to reveal one of them was secretly the Doctor all along. Oh, God, I would... No. Yeah, please, no. Imagine the lecture theatre if that actually happened. Oh, it'd be like the timeless children all over again. <laughs> People would be walking past the building. Why did all the windows just blow out? Oh, it's the nerds in there. <laughs> see not free feeds and have windows. That'd be ridiculous. Well, we blow windows like, yeah. into it. <laughs> we want it would to be we'd finished. I was like, oh, there's a window now. It'd be like the uh, the bit at the end of Kingsman where all the heads blow up. 
<laughs> Not to go off topic, but you know, Freya and I went to see Last Night in Soho, and her reaction to the new Kingsman trailer is <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, we, we, we that, lost it. You say not to go off topic, but that was completely oh, and utterly no, I, off topic know, in know, every know, way, every possible way. There was just, zero way that was on topic. Fantastic in it. So there you go. Yeah, he's great. Um, anyway. Onwards, yeah, Dan. Onwards. Um, once again, a comedian playing a companion. Let's hope you can confrontate it. I just feel so bad for the people who aren't British watching this show, trying to understand his scout <laughs> accent. They really need to subtitle him. Strong accent. Like, I so do fun. not see any difficulty in understanding him, and maybe that's a weird. A lot of people as have an, issues. Yeah, as an ardent <laughs> southerner, I mean, that's probably really weird. But I just, I just don't. Um, to be fair, I didn't either. But I, th- I feel the like some people audiences would. are going yeah. to struggle. Oh yeah, like we at least are immersed in different shows, still giving us these regional accents. That's I'm true. sort US of on international Doctor Who Twitter, and there were quite a lot of Americans going, what the hell is he saying? But yeah, then no. these are also the people that uh, the other week were tweeting, is Canary Wharf a real place? Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Oh God. Good. Wait, but is it? <laughs> no, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> but still, oh sorry. Um, no. Uh, I'm going to hope for your and your mum's sake that you are being sarcastic. I genuinely <laughs> am. Having actually been there, I would know. But still, um, I mean, on set, there's no real Canary Wharf, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he was fun. Um, hmm. He's all right, actually. I, he, I think he, he's decently written so yeah. far. Dan's introduction of the scenes of him being a museum tour guide in the food bank and his house alone were actually some of the most, like, in many ways, both show, don't tell, that Chibnall has done in his entire era. And also just helped to develop Dan as having a very distinct, like, personality with flaws. I do not think that was exactly continued throughout the rest of the episode once he was captured. Partially, it would be difficult to continue that yeah, not really plot much. line anyway. There's not say, much, there opportunity. much opportunity for that. I think uh, he, that he's is in a mistake. cage being yelled at by a big dog. Yeah, <laughs> um, but what, like, he had, like, a semblance of personality being set up, and I would like to see that. Um, explored deeper in subsequent episodes with any luck. Um, otherwise, I mean, he took on the Graham role of, uh, you know, being British comedian, uh, snarky would comments. You call Bradley other. Walsh a comedian? I wouldn't call Bradley Walsh a comedian. I, don't know, I suppose he's more known as a presenter, but he kind of is actually. Yeah. Fair. Did he do stand up? I'm not sure. I don't. I, <laughs> if he I did, think I don't everyone, remember. Just because he has charisma does not make him a comedian. I don't. Think. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. Before we actually move on, like much further into the episode, I kind of want to discuss the first scene we get in this episode, which was the you know we're suddenly back in the world of Doctor Who, uh, and it was the scene of the CGI green swamp planet god and, okay and and 13 and yes having their little escapade trying to unhandcuff themselves and landing in the tardis and actually landing on the bed um <laughs> winky wink now yeah. um my comment on this one will be for everyone else has a 
uh, chat is CGI may be bad, but also it's not too. And also the handcuff gag of her trying to pronounce release in different Doctor accents was hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, also yeah. the mention of Nitro and I, Nine in the same scene. And, I will, yeah. and, he, and she says release in order to try and sound like <laughs> release. Yeah, um, and it's mm. brilliant. That was absolutely fantastic. I can tell you were living with like two <laughs> references to Seven Zero in less than two minutes of the episode yeah. starting. Uh, all right, I will say first, the CGI, in my opinion, was not bad. It's visual clutter caused, I think the issue, my issue there is that the direction um, was bad and unfocused. And because of that, the CGI was more prominent and more messy than it should have been because it inherently itself wasn't bad. I think, I mean, I loved the handcuff gag. Uh, I think that the actual word at the end that actually released the handcuffs was relief not release um which makes <laughs> it so much better um there are a lot of implications there uh and <laughs> i like all of them uh which See, is just until general... you guys started discussing it that is not how i interpreted that at all of I interpreted... yeah but remember that... that as a joke about two voice recognition things chibnall wrote series yeah, two it doesn't hear the word you're trying to say when you say something different and it See, that's the that. interpretation that's that's been put that. there um so it's any explanation is <laughs> but also explanation for small children. <laughs> yeah, I will say, um, I think that I personally think that the scene could have and should have been redone because the biggest issue was in it was that they spent the entire time just explaining how they'd got to that point. And speaking of show don't tell Alia, that did not happen here, uh, which was a bit frustrating, but the scene itself was entertaining enough um, once it got down to it, even if it was a complete mess and raised the very obvious question in my mind, if that if you're going to go to all this trouble to tie them up to a grav board that will explode in 79 seconds with robots that will shoot them on a planet made entirely out of acid and death with noxious gases in the atmosphere that will fall into a supernova in four minutes, why don't you just shoot them with your laser axe? I mean, it's have... supposed to just be ridiculous, right? It I is. Mean, and I mean, it I... works for that front. I think they could have done it a lot better, but it worked other than like, the explanations. It's a rather brilliant way to welcome back the show, though, I think, mm. to set it up on a cold open that is just something that's a bit out there and like large scale. Yeah, I quite like the just shoving you headfirst into just utterly ridiculous, incomprehensible fun. And like, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't mm. really matter. It's yeah. just there to make you a little bit excited and go, oh, that's kind of cool, yeah. I guess. Now, the rest of the episode has a lot going on and some things you forget about until they're mentioned again because of just the sheer density of the amount of stuff going on. So my first one, in fact, the first one on the list, it's like you get open with some Victorian digging and they are building something for some unknown reason and something something and, and actually, that is all they say that is all they I say actually, i actually forgot about that right until the end when the cliffhanger reels were playing and we saw them again i was like oh yeah this will probably be important yeah i, I even I, forgot to put them in the podcast notes because i just i had to put them in and i had to remind joseph when we talked post thing that that was one of the plot elements in the episode because <laughs> everyone had completely forgotten well, it i mean they're clearly 
dropping it because it will be important and he just wants to show that he is setting these things up. It's probably um, for next time because it's now, the Mary Seacole one, isn't it? I think even it, I don't necessarily think it'll appear next time. Um, mm. I think it may be a couple episodes away to see properly. But the thing on that one is um, two things. One we'll come back to later where this episode, this series will clearly have elements of time travel where we know more by, by the end than we do now because certain characters only get introduced later and come back earlier. E.G. Oh, Claire, God. who we'll talk about in a moment. Oh, but, God. Um, in Doom Coalition, which is an eight Doctor series, um, the ending of series three, and this is big spoilers for it, is that you find out the big bad plot by the Doom Coalition by a bunch of Time Lords is that they are building something called the Crucible of Souls, um, and it will save them from a coming war, hint, hint, the Time War, and they will basically plunge, like, existence out of reality like they will stop time flowing any further and they will just exist at the end of it in some regard and it's this big evil plot basically um the victorian plot here i can see going two ways either they are going to uh try to create some sort of ship or survival raft that will survive the flux um and it will actually like um allow the earth to escape the future or alternatively it's going to be something that potentially causes the flux in the first place mm. oh that i like that idea i think the first they are building something that yeah. could lead to what i think the first is more expectable the second mm. could be interesting as well yeah i think the first definitely more expectable i feel like in many ways, of all of the separate plot lines in there, the Victorian one is the most that could have just, we could have just put this in a different episode and it wouldn't really have affected the scale much. Um, Especially because it seems like the next episode is kind of going to yeah. a similar era anyway. So if, so. The, if it's the cold open, it could have been a cold open for a different episode. But if it is going to be the resolution to this cliffhanger somehow, then they have to put it in this episode anyway. So that is a thought. I feel the flux. I mean, we should talk about something anyway, but I feel like the flux will probably just like chuck them along and land them somewhere, or they'll manage to just escape it in some manner. Uh, say Vinda yeah. may end up saving them. I don't think the Victorian plotline will be. Oh, it's not going to be the plotline for the um, the Doctor and stuff, but it might be like when the flux hits Earth or whatever, uh, which it seems it's about to do. Um. Uh, Otherwise, I still have no idea what's going on with those Victorians. Or, I mean, actually, mind you, we looked this up earlier. There was a discussion about it. Regency era people, um, based on when it's actually set, they just look like the most stereotypical Victorians ever. Well, and I obviously. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, next point. So, um, I mean, let's just keep going in like just general order. Claire, um, this like. Jody and Yaz are about to re-enter the TARDIS when someone strolls up to them, announcing themselves as if they already know the Doctor. Considering we literally just rewatched Blink, it is very Blink-like. It is. We are it's not very literally. The, it is literally the ending of Blink. Uh, just, I mean, almost, almost word for word. <laughs> But that's actually, I don't. It's not a bad thing. Because, it's not yeah, a bad thing. I was have, not going to say it's a bad like, thing. Because it reminds you of that. Now, and then you think about all of the stuff that happened completely I'm without the Doctor. So hopefully there's something cool like that going on that we'll find out about I'm later. I'm struggling with some of the chronology. So as far as I understand it, 
our Claire walks up to the doctor, already knows him, and they've done something in the past, and she tells him that she's going home the long way round, which already in my head implies that Claire is has now she's returning home the long way round, which in my head implies that she's already been sent back to the past by Weeping Angels before. Yeah. Now later in the episode, we see a Claire. Um, now this is where I'm turning heads. Um, this Claire already knows the angels and not to blink, except she gets sent into a past by said angel is this anyway. Claire that's a continuation from the previous Claire or is it a new one or a previous one that already knew about the angels but will now continue to meet the, the real soon? question is is Claire doing exactly what the master did in Curse of the Fatal Death and being sent back <laughs> constantly to relive the same section <laughs> of life because that would because, be actually that has really dark implications if it true. does because um, it's played for comedy in Curse but actually if that actually was done, it would be quite... I will say that... Apologies uh, for car spoilers. We didn't no. say spoiler cards. <laughs> I know it's a bit... Uh, when I call this out in electric theatre, Izzy commented back that I would have done the same if I was her. But Claire repeatedly knows not to blink. And why on earth is she taking multiple seconds to look down into her purse and look completely away from the angel? And Unless then when there's something talking... really important in the house, because she seemed desperate to get inside but then rather than just run like she could have run she could have run didn't close the door and again like, i still feel she looks away is ridiculous mm. oh yeah <clears throat> she does it like four times uh all i mean two other points point one uh i've we've said this in the chat um many members agreed on shut like have her slam the door then pan the camera out slightly to reveal a second angel behind her uh for all the horror that entails and thing two the angel unlike most of the times when angels do um their jump scares this angel basically never took its hands off its eyes like it didn't do it or anything well, yeah and we know they can't see through their hands because otherwise they could look at each other so it's like this angel really be echolocating or something it's very impressive it's, i mean i guess the implication is kind of stalking her mm. uh, in a similar way i will say uh, address this now uh, there were complaints that the angels weren't scary this episode i don't think it matters that they weren't scary this episode because that wasn't the purpose of the angels this episode no, I think they're creepy whenever they turn up. Actually, I quite liked the keeping the hands over the face because I find that scarier than the whole mouth open attack pose because they look so serene that like they could just be stood over someone's gravestone and have just I did notice, started moving. Um, but actually, yeah. but yeah, no, I agree that they don't ha- they didn't have to be scary this time. Mm, but I did they, notice, they just are creepy in general. I did notice from the models of the angels this episode that um, just like with the Ood, which we've seen in trailers, um, they have been redesigned. Mm. Um, like this angel distinctly looked different to the Moffat era angels. Mm. Uh, the Ood that we saw in the trailers looks like it really needs some moisturizer. <laughs> moisturize um, me, moisturize me. I think it's fine i like it's just our preconceptions of what we think should look like but also they need to risk not making them look too cheap one of my issues with revolution is because there were no surviving bronze dalek models so what they did was loan some from some i don't remember from some company that did like proper model recreations or something um but the issue with that is that i noticed distinctly in the episode that those daleks did they lacked a glow slash like shiny tint to them that you expect from the real bronze Daleks. That's what it was. Oh, I 
Like, like that makes a lot right. of sense. Like they. Oh yeah, no, I, I felt a sharp. bit weirded out by them. It was a bit like an uncanny valley thing. Like, I'm they, used to them looking look, a bit different. They look just a bit cheaper because they don't have that glossy feel to them. And as like Chimnal plans to reuse things like the angels and the Ood, go for it. Just make sure that you're not losing out on it. Like the Ood not having slimy tentacles just makes it feel less natural. It makes it feel a bit more plastic rather I, than mm, what you're actually going for. Yeah. It's okay, they'll just use it to uh, peddle a brand of Ood themed skincare products. <laughs> I was about to say, how like why do they get rid of all the Bonds Dalek models? And only then did I remember that before Revolution, it had been six years since the last Bonds Dalek appearance, uh, which had to be um Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar. And I'm like, what? And were there even that many in there? I don't there, think there, there were. Yeah, there were like many. One. Like there were <laughs> one not. or two, yeah. No, um, yeah. Because they don't appear in pilots, uh, they don't appear um in any of the other chibnall seasons so yeah i mean while on the topic of monsters i, I guess throw... maybe they appear in twice upon a time but even then it's like there's one broken down model it's not the same one anyway mm. while on the topic of monsters i will throw out another speculation um so in the trailers we have seen cybermen uh so they're coming back at some point now i think for once this series has the perfect setup for cybermen origin story um uh, oh my god, go. another one? Uh, no, but, but, <laughs> but in this case, it's not that they are just trying to enhance themselves like how Lumic tried to do it. Earth is about to go extinct and humanity needs a new way to survive. Oh. <laughs> oh, you might be onto something. That I would, quite I mean, like that idea. I, I, I think I you are onto that. something in that it is a good idea. I think... I do not think that is how they're going to do things. Um, I mean, it depends on what happens when the flux hits Earth, if the Covenista for... shield holds up or not. It but, depends you know. on if they're looking for natural Cybermen or, or like just an invasion or something again, like putting the Suntarans. Uh, but those... it, it would be a natural stepping point to say that they have to survive in a new bitter world ravaged by the flux, whatever the flux does. I mean, that would be really cool, though. A, if the Flux didn't completely eat Earth like it ate all the other planets, I'd just Assuming be able to... Assuming that eating is what's happening. Eat, that's true. Um, it seems... They said, like, in the episode, inverting the molecules or whatever. Uh, so it, who knows? It might secretly be transporting them. This would not be the first time Doctor Who's played something else as a secret transport. Um, I don't know. Uh but if I think if they were going to do that as the resolution, like with they won't do that at the start of episode two, they would have done it as the cliffhanger. I mean, one. I know that um, it's episode four that's going to be Weeping Angels, uh, mm. so we will need something to up the stakes after episode four. We have no idea what's going to be episode three yet. Um, but if Cybermen aren't episode three, but I'm then I'm more willing to believe into it that mm. it's something like. In the marketing, uh, the trailers comparing episode one, episode two trailers, you see in episode two that the ribbons have become even more wildly entangled now. And one of the common speculations about this season, right, it's going to be kind of potentially multiple realities and like uh, windows to different time periods or worlds. I'm hoping it is. I love that trope. I am on the opposite end. I feel that true. I mean, sometimes it works and sometimes I get really like, what are they doing? It's just, no, it can sometimes really irk me uh, for whatever reason. Um, that's may just be a me thing, but like when you do that, you are ending up, when you play with so many of 
the rules too much, there is no consolation for what but is we left. don't, to be fair, know what the flux is yet. We have no we idea what the flux is. It. it could be anything. Uh, it, I mean, I would not be at all surprised if the flux was multiversal in nature or whatever. Um, uh, and, but go on. I was going to... Um, no, you can go. I mean, I was going to... We talked a lot, but you haven't talked about even the main thing. This yeah, episode. we have more things to go on. Which so is, that's the thing. We, was, we have many. I was things gonna, to... I was gonna try and hurry us along Which to the next. Which is step, but... the Swarm, our new main villain. And uh, before you even continue, just for people who complain about division and CIA being different things, reconsider that the division is just a division of a CIA. Mm, yeah, that, that makes sense Don't. already to me, to be honest. Like, that's how I'd already had it. The division is a part of the CIA or just another name for the CIA, you know? Uh, but anyway, yes. Plus, it doesn't really need to adhere to anything to be, like, labelled as part of the CIA because the CIA exactly. has so many different parts of it, so many different people. Sometimes they're really yeah, snaky, sometimes they're lovely. <laughs> Sometimes they're both right. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Swarm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, new big villain. We meet the Swarm and he's imprisoned at some prison that's unbreakable outable. Uh, glad and then it's broken out of. Off. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Who could have guessed with, it would be? I'm glad they didn't mess with that trope for too long because we all knew it would happen. Yeah, no. Um, I like the <laughs> idea that he's been building some master plan for a while. He's just been patiently waiting to just break himself out. As if he's See, I like that. I like when it was like done it with, the, with the silence. Also, I'm still mad that you moved on before I could say Narvin, my beloved. The... The CGI of this one, so costume design notwithstanding, uh, the CGI when he absorbs the people's essences and his crystals start to move in and out of his That was gorgeous. It was amazing. so well done. That was my favourite CGI of the episode, I think, bar none. Uh, It was really effective, really good. And also the way he did it, and I mean, like this is a speculation piece anyway, although the fact that he changed actors when he did it, Mm-hmm. implies that Swarm has at least some capacity towards regeneration, um, mm-hmm. which... Terrifying. Uh, terrifying. I do not like the implications of this. Is the Doctor bit. originally from... I mean, we've already seen that Swarm's species can also disguise themselves as people um, when we see his sister in yeah, the I have no idea why they were just ignoring that warning or whatever. That was another subplot just going on. Yeah, but, you know, that was that mostly so, I guess, he could find his sister, who was apparently free all this time, um, which, okay. Also, it was she was disguised, but not consensually. Like she didn't get it. Yeah, it was, was almost like a fob watching type thing. But like, yeah, there was I suppose no that's a different way to imprison. Yeah, maybe it was. Uh, but it implies that maybe they can just disguise themselves. And the speculation is, if swarm species can regenerate and they can disguise themselves, then what species is the Doctor from? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the swarm. Um... It's quite smug when he breaks out and gives Jodie psychic visions, for example, all mm. later in as well. Um, and we are played up with the idea that um, the Swarm has fought the Doctor for ages while Jodie doesn't remember him. Uh, there's even yeah. a comment about how the mind wiping was safe for her. Mm. Now, with that in mind, uh, I'm like it. I will say that it's totally reminiscent of Fenric for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. Martin was like, do you think it'll be Fenric? I'm like, no, it won't be Fenric because the Doctor remembered Fenric. So, no. Yeah. Um, I will say that... Oh, where was my thought going? Um, 
the swarm. So swarm said that um, for Jody, all of it's still to come. Now the implication, I think, I think the straightforward implication is that this fight, she will have to learn about the swarm and past fights um, as we go on, uh, and then she'll build it up in, the, in order to know how to defeat him by the finale. What would have been interesting, and unfortunately we don't have enough time because of COVID giving us only six episodes, is if we met Swarm kind of out of order. So say next episode, Jody, or in two episodes time, Jody would meet the Swarm before Swarm breaks out in the first place. I am not a fan of that trope again. Uh, and maybe this is just because I it's mean, just as much one as I look, example true. of it, though, just that's true. Swarm knows Jody's form. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're going straight in with neither of them have met each other in this incarnation before. Yeah, that's true. Um, I will note it seems that Swarm just recognizes the Doctor no matter what form they take. Uh, Most time will be back to each other. Yeah. Anyway, so. Was the implication yeah, except the Doctor who's an idiot. Oh yeah, the, the Doctor can't recognize any other Time Lords ever, which. Also, if every other Time Lord can recognise other Time Lords and have more controlled regenerations, is this more secret, timeless child evidence all along? Potentially, nah. but actually it is sort of canon that the Doctor's just a bit thick. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like Romana always mocked the Doctor, basically being like, oh yeah, you didn't do very well at the Academy. And then yeah. she's so in control of regenerations that she can body snatch at will. I'm not sure you'd call at will what happened in. Uh... Do not bring oh, up no. destiny okay. of no, the I'm Daleks. Not, right, right, I'm I'm not gonna bring up Gallifrey right now. But for the purpose of casuals, yes, she was body searching at will. I mean, she still chose. Yeah, she did. This is derailing, um, but yeah, she she picked yeah. herself. Um, um, and the bit we talked about before that clearly ties into the bigger narrative is that um, swarm. Even knows that, uh, even knows Dan from the past, which was the whole kind of hinty hint. What if Dan's another doctor? Hinty hint. Or better and more interestingly, um, that Swarm is just aware that Dan's a companion, so they kidnap his girlfriend, and that will lead to you know emotional and moral dilemmas later in the season. Or it will lead Dan has to betray the doctor Mm. in order to help her. Which would be interesting, or it will lead to the sister, who at least does have the ability to shapeshift in some form, taking on her form and stabbing them in the back later on as well, is the other plot. um, I'm more in for them just both being really evil. I, feel, I, I would think very they much both... like a dynamic partnership. Doesn't, doesn't disguising yourself and stabbing someone in the back fall under being evil? Yeah, that sounds pretty yeah, evil Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> sounds rather dark. sounds really evil to me. Um... <laughs> yeah. Actually, we haven't talked about Vinda yet. And yeah, I we, haven't about Vinda. we haven't talked about Carbonista either. Yeah, we no, we haven't. To it. All right. And um, we haven't I talked mean... about the TARDIS having many doors, which was great comedy. Oh, the door TARDIS. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the TARDIS leaked, there were doors. Um, I mean, in fairness, it was amusing, but also, that's... Is there much more we can say about door TARDIS? I just I mean, there'll be a reason annoyed. for it at some point. It's it's just sort yeah, of how, having a bad time like, right now. Like, yeah. what on earth is happening to the TARDIS? Is it being infected by Swarm, or is it infected by the Flux, or by something else entirely? Yeah. Is the TARDIS, like, just unable, like ambient universe Again, energy being corrupted? Except happening, because we have no idea what's going on. We literally have no idea. Um, but that's also sort of how the Doctor and Yaz reacted. Like, the Doctor's a bit concerned. Yaz is just sort of like, I guess this is a thing that is occurring. I think oh, the okay. Doctor was a lot more concerned, and then, as 13 does, did not tell Yaz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Yaz had issues with that for once. Anyway, we're going off topic. Vinda. I mean, 
Releasing Linda. the entire heart of the TARDIS out the door probably oh, didn't yeah. help. Okay, sorry, that was that was a choice by her. That was a choice. We were, we were all just sat there in shock. <laughs> like, and then it did nothing. It nothing happened. What the? What, what are you doing? Um, Vinda, and speaking of Outpost Rose, um, uh, <laughs> I, I knew that would first. You know what? Is when there we a reason for that point, name? Because I we were scared. going down to points, I talked about Victorian thinking, Claire and Weeping Angels, and then Swap, and I very deliberately skipped after Claire and Weeping Angels because I didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> I know, but I put oh. it on that to make sure you did. Uh, that, that was always going to be a thing, I'm afraid. Um, oh, I hate Rose so much. She's plaguing the extended universe still. We have an alternate Rose that um, is going to be Empress of some galaxy or something, kidnapping both the 8th and 11th Doctor. There'll be a whole plot about it in the comics. It's just the Titan oh. comics. I pretend they don't exist. See, um, I, I would criticise Christian for being like this right now, but then I know that when Clara goes full extended universe, I'm going to be that mad as well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you also, however, skipped new Sontaran designs, Uwu Heart, yeah, which but, I think yeah, is... Very, yes, my uh, beloved. Okay, but with, with They're Rose, so pretty, right? and they it's stick just their tongues Rose, out and yell. It's just like it's Rose from Pete's world. It's just an alternate Rose. It's another Rose. Are you Rose. still Rose ranting? <clears throat> Could yeah, no, Christian is, Christian is still... It's the name of a spaceship, dude, yeah. chill out. It is almost undoubtedly has nothing to do with the actual companion verse, but Chris, um, Chris Chibnall down. thought it was a fun I'm reference. I'm thinking of Vinda. I'm, I'm superseding him in front of all of this outpost race discussion right now. Yeah, okay, it, Vinda. wonderful, though. Vinda he's was so great. Fun. I absolutely loved Vinda. Um, just a guy currently sitting on outpost. We don't know... Like observing this part of space that just happened to He's be totally flux. a jack insert. The way he was introduced was totally a jack insert. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, like also very respectfully telling people that they can go to hell is yeah. such a mood. I yeah. love him. Uh, Vindo is already great, and I mean we do know um, minor spoilers for marketing materials that he will be joining the group in episode three at the latest. Uh, so. I'm That's very looking forward to seeing more of him. He's just a joy to watch already. Some form of Gallifrey. In yeah, I hope so. Oh. We've, I mean, we saw the guns on Swarm's guards were well, the same guns wielded by yeah. the Division people from Fugitive of the Jadoon, I believe. Yeah. Um, which suggests that the Division or the Time Lords or whatever have been the ones who have kept Swarm imprisoned for ages. Which makes it very thankful that the. Um, the moment missed them when that happened. I mean, actually, the moment they were fired. All that <laughs> happened was was Gallifrey was moved or whatever. I, you know, that that still that still bugs me a little. But I'm not going to go full rose wanting. Right anyway, Yisantaran designs. I love. Them. They have the tongues. <laughs> the tongues. They 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 licky tongue and they shout and they it's scream and they I love told, them. In in DWM, they told us uh, that these would be filthy, dirty Santarans, and yet the first thing they do is give us comedy. Oh, actually, oh, good yeah. comedy in their defense. Like it wasn't cheap comedy, like Martha reduced them to, but it was still comedy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, like they are funny. They're baked potatoes. Like they're yeah, I'm glad they can be and they think you on. look like a pink weasel. And 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 valid, in, valid. And in next episode, that. the trailer looks like they'll actually be rather fierce. Mm. And the next episode has a little teaser of Jodie standing up to them that the next time tra- the trailer didn't properly show. Mm. Uh, and she's like, 
no, basically, but it looks rather fierce and that she's ready to stand up to them. And I'm just very excited for these. I'm excited. I, to I want dirty, naughty Sontarans. I, I yeah. want them to be. Um, for the glory of Sontar. <laughs> yeah, I, I want them to be like. Because yeah, in the trailer, they were all. In the trailer again, we were like, we had an army of Sontarans going Sontar hot. And I'm quite excited for us to have a proper Sontaran invasion story again, rather than what series five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten yeah. reduced them to. Because, I mean, Sontaran strategy and Poison Sky, I personally really like that story. It was a great Sontaran story. You've got yeah. a few through the classic era. You've got, obviously, um, what's it, the Time Warrior, I think. Um, yeah, or, I mean, you have a lot of audio dramas. Of yeah, you've got a lot of audio dramas. You definitely do not have any episode called Invasion of Time. That's not real. It doesn't exist. No, um, no, for many reasons. Except to just say that it should have been Rodan. That, that's oh. it. That's it. I, that's Invasion my agenda. I'm spreading the gay agenda through oh, Invasion of Time. Time. I can't not. Yeah. Um, I say this all the time. Story. All right. Anyway, um, Sontaran's fierce, deadly, fun... And um, we saw them briefly in this episode. We also saw the sh- what looks like a massive Sontaran shipyard, which yeah. is exciting. That is uh, cool. Because we get to see a lot of these. Um, actually, I, it's a, I mean, it's similar to the season four design, um, but with slight redesigns. I really like new Sontaran ship design. I think it looks great. They're, they're uh, all sparkly. They're pretty. <laughs> And yes, Christian, I am just reducing them I can them see that look on your face. No, I can see that look on your face. The reason I'm laughing is because Christian just messaged the house chat going, why are the walls not podcast proof? Nothing is podcast proof. I was probably him, him hearing me shout about Rose, to be honest. <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, moving on from Rose Martin for the third yeah, time please, this episode. Um, Next topic, Carvinista. The big dog. furry doggy. He's a dog. Um, who the four bears joke yeah. was probably the highlight. Oh, the four bears joke was incredible. I loved that. Uh, I will note it was weird to me how Carvinista swapped between being very evil to start the episode, including literally like consigning Yaz and the Doctor to Death World. And by the end of the episode, he's like, no, I'm a f-, like, the, everyone's like, no, Carvinista is our friend who will save us. Yeah, and I'm like... But it's, it's easy a, to forgive him when he's that fluffy. It's just a weird misunderstanding. We could have just talked it out and beat it out so much earlier. Yeah. Uh, um, and I mean, it's another one of my issues with the cold open, uh, which I think should have been redesigned a little anyway. Uh, but, uh, there are some issues as well. Like he somehow managed to skip ahead to Earth on a time stream, but we don't know anything about time stream. Will it like be important later? Who knows? Yeah, or was it just plot convenience that he could get there first, and thus Dan would be the companion because he kidnaps Dan? Um, and, like that is the reason we are given in the episode as to why Dan is the companion is because at random this guy gets there first. Uh, um, and fi- <laughs> it's going so over time. I knew this would happen. Um, big discussion is the. Uh, is the serialization in the modern era. Uh, now, I personally uh, think the episode was fine. Like, I don't actually have that many opinions against it because I'm so used to the serialized format of Doctor Who in the first place, uh, doing classic eras and all the other stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I have patience built up of big having to wait six months plus for Big Finish to release the next box of a thing. Um, but... I understand why people may have issues with this. I mean, we are now ha- having to wait week to week for the whole story to come out. That can be tedious, especially in a streaming world where everyone gets things on demand most of the time. Um, and I mean, that's fine. Um, I think next week will actually ease this up a bit because as opposed to this week setting plots up without 
closing anything, next week will probably be an actual self-contained episode that also carries the plot across, hmm. which means that people at least I'm hoping guess, so. Well, at least with Mary Sequel, you'll imagine, right? It's like, while yeah. some things will carry over, there will be a start and end of Santarans declare war on Crimean soldiers, and then the ending is somehow they manage to stop that. And yeah. that will at least be some measure of beginning and end, whereas this episode was very much beginning. There was no beginning, beginning to this episode. We started in the middle and we ended still in the middle. Um, I think that's okay. I'm not actually <laughs> complaining about that. But no, you know, I think but, it was it's just sort of part and parcel of it being the first episode but, of a series. Like you can't really judge it for anything it's done until you've yeah, seen the whole thing. That's I mean, my I have I mean, first of all, I think a week-long serialization format. I have or rather once a week. I have nothing against that. I am patient enough, and I think it's a lot better than releasing a whole series all at once. I think, oh, yeah, generally, I in agree. my opinion, that's just a mistake. Yeah, anyone um, that's so that so much for instant gratification needs to be put on the naughty just, step, and I want Doctor Who to that, do that. It's just that Children of Earth. You know, this is my comparison. Is it came out daily. But it came, it came out daily in part because you know it was very much structured in a daily way. But, but also, yeah. but I mean, you can watch a week. Let's be honest. Part of it though is that B- BBC put a lot of budget into series thirteen, and it is just the world's kind of moved on from being able to make this kind of premiere thing of once a day and making sure all your viewers tune in every day. Yeah. Uh, whereas doing it weekly is more reliable, even though it's on a Sunday every week. The BBC insist on making it a different time every week. So episode two is <laughs> quarter past six and episode three is half past six, while episode one was 25 past six. <laughs> yep. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I will say about serialization, I don't, I feel like the episode in somewhat, like, I think in many ways, even like, it's too much in some ways set up for the rest and didn't have enough time to breathe or properly let us meet like we got to meet Dan a bit, but we it didn't. That's a very like personal opinionate criticism. There, it's not like an objective thing. Just for me, it's like there is not enough time to breathe. It just hasn't had any of that. It moves from one thing to the next. Sometimes from literally um thirty trillion light years, um, very very quickly without breathing and without resolving. And I think even though it's like obviously it's a serialized episode that sets up the future i can literally have zero thoughts on the episode how good it was because it's entirely reliance on the rest of the show and i even if the rest of flux is like maintains it resolves everything does it well and i think i hope it will i still don't know if i think this is the like a properly solid beginning in my opinion and that may be somewhat controversial um because i think it was fun but it didn't do a lot of its carry a lot of its weight as a beginning and it kind of just skipped and rushed and jumped through a bit uh i suppose but i think uh see i quite i'm expecting no, people I, to I disagree okay. please do no, i was okay with how crowded it was but a, a, a kind of like you said but my like view of whether I like it or not is entirely dependent on how those things are resolved. Because if they can't tie up all the loose ends properly, I'm going to go back to that first one and be so annoyed by how crowded it is and how much that they tried to shove into one place when they're not going to resolve it all. But if it's all tied up beautifully, 
then I will see it as a brilliant episode that introduced all the plot lines at once that came to a fantastic conclusion yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. And I won't be able to say either way which one I feel mm. until it's finished. I still don't know if I, I mean, I agree with you on half of that. I still don't know if I'll be able to say it's absolutely brilliant, but it's the quality the still massively depends. Yeah. Like, no, 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 it's well, It wasn't, it could have had more room to breathe. Like I agree with you there, but I think it doesn't necessarily matter That's if fair. it's resolved well. Um, but yeah it could it could have been better sure but like for now I, i'm kind of like yeah that was that was good apologies i am a pedant <laughs> that's, I think that's absolutely I valid i think we all are for different things in particular i think i desperately want to know where all of these plot lines are going and it's got me interested which i think is exactly what the opening episode of a serial should do and yeah. therefore, mm. from that perspective, it was a brilliant opening yeah. episode. It's got yeah, interested for, for me. It's got somewhat interested in where I want to see, oh, well, what's happening here? But it hasn't properly invested me enough in the characters in Yaz and the Doctor's new relationship in Dan, in the actual stakes of the flux itself. Um, I haven't. And that's where the room to breathe could have come in because I feel like those involvement investments are more important to me than knowing that, um, oh, there's more stuff out here. And that could have been maybe just a little, a little slower just to, to begin with and ramp up by the end um, a bit more. Whereas it really, really hit the ground running and never gave you a time to catch up and stop. And I think that's, that's a personal preference but, but thing for me. Isn't that just a, a uh, metaphor for the massive big universe ending thing chasing everyone? <laughs> oh, sure. But that doesn't, like, just, I, I, I'm so fully I'm an intentional. I see the metaphors and stuff. Also, I I'm also aware that we're running metaphor. really yeah. over time, yeah. by yeah. the way. Yeah, <laughs> should, I'm, should... I'm patiently waiting for you uh, uh, to be, yeah. I'm not even adding any more. I will finish my point questions. there, then. I will finish my point there. <laughs> on to questions, quick run Yes. Through, right? <laughs> Quickly uh, before we were wondering uh, whether we could us. stick on episode discussion of new stuff to our previous podcasts, but we can't. <laughs> no, we can't. we can't. It's not no. going to happen. Anyway, <laughs> first point. Which part of the arc are you most looking forward to? Is the first question. Um, oh, uh, whatever the Weeping Angels thing is happening. That's or if there's anything four, with Gallifrey. Ancient Gallifrey is going to be cool. We've seen yeah. pictures of a seal of Rathwell on the floor. Oh, uh, I'm it, such it, a Gallifrey nerd. All of yeah. that is going to be... And because Vinda's involved in that, and I love him, that also. Vinda uh, things. I think at the moment, what part of the arc am I most looking forward to? I'm actually really, really compelled by Swarm as a villain. Um, and I think that is the part I am looking forward to seeing A, what exactly his history is with the Doctor, how it ties into the Timeless Child, and B, how the Doctor ultimately outwits and defeats this villain who is seemingly capable of psychic communication across many light years into the TARDIS and also can just like rip people and absorb them at will from a distance as well as power light. Well, I, I mean, want to see what happens. It's just you, you get a mental shield, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, next, well, Joseph, got an answer or not? Which part are you looking most forward to? Definitely the Santarans because Excellent. I don't think we've seen proper. Santaran soldiers before even Santaran stratagem poison sky they spend the entire time up on their ship so to see an actual army of Santarans yes let them cause havoc that's what Excellent. I want to see next question which museum would you be the guide of 
Would you be the fake guide of pretend and just go around okay, to hype people yeah, up specifically? I, would, I actually have an answer, and that's the Grand uh, Museum of Zoology in London, which is just uh, bones and things, like jars of like lizards and moles <clears> and <throat> things kept in fluids, and like there's half a severed cat in there, and it was pregnant, and it's, oh, it's so grim. I love it. Oh, um, I, I, I really want to go answer. there now. <laughs> I would say for me, either I would just spend my time being a fake national trust guide around beatrix potter's house or the sherlock holmes museum i think purely because a a bunch of childhood nostalgia and b just for fun i'd take the california science center because i mean most of the science stuff in the museum anyway is like given on little boards it's meant for normal people to understand so i just go around saying look at this cool space thing and just repeat that <laughs> all day for ages because that would be great that's kind of my th thinking for the Beatrix Potter Museum because uh, there was like a bit in there where she wrote a letter about how the, the old glass in the windows makes the sheep outside look weird. So I could just stand in that room and go, look, sheeps. <laughs> anyway, Joseph, answer. I don't know. I'd probably just pick ones at random and just spout nonsense at people and see how many people believed me. <laughs> that's a very yeah, that's new fair. answer. I love that. Uh, that's great. And final question. Christ, there's so many. Um, there's only three. It, oh, there were more. We just how many them. questions have you answered um, today? How many questions? <laughs> bring us off topic. We really need to wrap up. <laughs> if Halloween specials became tradition, which monster would be up next? My answer immediately will be Dracula as a great vampire. Oh, oh my god, yeah, the great vampires. Yeah. No, I have to agree with you there. I can't not <laughs> I can't um, say anything else now. Like that make it Halloween, but also make it a traditional monster. Yeah. Um, I feel, I, I mean, A, you obviously want a scary monster. I'd consider um, Vash and Narada, but I kind of think that bringing them back, you never get anything as good as Silence Forest anyway, and they're no, already kind difficult. of spent. So I'd actually, I think there's a lot more potential for the Silence, um, simply not as their religion, whatever they turned out to be, but in the way where they were originally, like as a metaphor for CIA and other kind of um, like... Would conspiracy theory I stuff. I would enjoy a story fun. of the, like, one or two remaining silence after the purge, just kind of having to stalk around and survive. And it, I like that. Some yes. creeper horror around that. Yeah, exactly. That you could get something really good just by, like, changing the status quo of the monster yeah, and then new circumstances, new way of fight. Like, it's it a lot so better. It's kind of a big finished box at Farvis with a woman who's blind, keeping them in an orphanage. Um... <laughs> Anyway, of course there is. I'm, I'm Actually, I've had a thought about it, and uh, Joseph uh, I B. would what like is... the Gelf type thing back oh, with true. in a big with like, Gwen, right? ancient house. You'd, you'd bring Gwen or something. back. I'd bring Gwen like, back. <laughs> I love Gwen. Gwen's my favourite character in Torchwood. Well, I liked Gwen Ghost. She she was superior <laughs> to Gwen in Torchwood. Anyway, Joseph, I think you've got to go for something traditional like the Gelf or the Great Vampires or something like the Morbius creature. Which was yeah. obviously originally based on Frankenstein's monster. Is Morbius that good an answer for this? It's absolutely yes, ridiculous. It is. It's camp and dumb as hell. Yeah, but isn't that what Halloween's supposed to be about? I was going to say, yeah, that's I'm the thinking, point. I suppose. The scary ghost stories are traditionally for Christmas. I note that because the Weeping Angels were technically in this episode, no one brought them up. Um, no, because I don't want Weeping Angels for the Halloween. Because this wasn't a Halloween special, but this was Halloween featured which is great yeah. i'm actually pretty happy for it. it wasn't halloween special absolutely not 
No, it, it, no, it wasn't quite. It was, it was a Halloween special in the same way that the RTD Christmas specials were Christmas specials. No, um, RTD Christmas specials were more Christmas specials than what the hell Husbands of River Song pretends to be as a Christmas special. Because that's, that's a, true. <laughs> that yeah, like, they just put some antlers on twelve and called it a day, kind of. Yeah, they put antlers on twelve and went to Snow Planet and uh, oh, did and that. also gave River that amazing outfit. Anyway, I genuinely don't know how overtime we are anymore because I stopped Very. The ages ago. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap up here. Um, in the future, uh, I'm going to play a stopwatch instead because it's going to. We'll be have to just play the countdown time. theme and hope we don't get. Caught Oh my tonight. god, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, what are thank we doing you. next time, Freya? Um, we are, in fact, doing, well, for the next podcast, Missions of the Unknown and Dalek Master Plan, and our next showing will be, well, by the time this comes out, probably, the three Doctors and Who Sock Decides with a Sarah Jane Adventures episode yet to be confirmed. So that should be fun. Um, if, we, if you can still vote, vote. If not, yeah. don't. <laughs> don't you might no, be shot by the time this is out, but we'll see. wibbly wobbly timey-wimey for us right now. We don't know when this will come We're out. stuck in the vortex somewhere. And on that note... Oh, I'm stuck in a running off. time, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're going to go drift off elsewhere. Um, so, I, yeah, can see, I can see Myra. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.